entertaining new possibilities. The Palace Theater, your palace, your place. Shows for the whole family. Waterbury Palace, your palace, your place. Waterbury Palace. Holy moly, good morning, good Friday. I can't believe it's Friday already. I'm Sherry Marcucci, your host of Your Palace, Your Place, and I want to welcome you to this presentation this morning that's brought to you by the Palace Theater right here in wonderful, wonderful Waterbury. And boy, you know, Waterbury is a great place. There's so many wonderful things that happen here, and I, I heard our mayor yesterday talking about the Kids' Brigade helping people shovel out um, seniors and people with disabilities after the storm. That's a wonderful thing. I don't know if that happens in a lot of other big cities like like Waterbury. Perhaps it does, but I, I, I want to believe that Waterbury has something very special going for it. So um, I, I just was, my heart was warmed by that. We've had a lot of sadness in the community over the last few days, and uh, our thoughts and prayers are to those who are going through some very very horrific things um, and but we're here this morning to kind of lift you up brighten your um, Friday morning brighten your weekend tell you about things going on and just I do want to mention last night I was at a wonderful event um, I think I've um, certainly had on as guests I'm a member of the uh, Arts and Culture Collaborative Waterbury Region that's headed by Diane Plock and her wonderfully able uh, assistant Bonnie Sharon and I'm on the uh, programming committee, and we put together an event last night, um, or yesterday afternoon into the evening, at Arts Place. Arts Escape. I'm sorry, I get them confused. Arts Escape out in Southbury. And we partnered with them to put on a holiday pop-up artisan marketplace was fabulous. It, I mean, we had Joe Giacovino playing the piano and, and also a, a lovely woman whose name I don't know from Arts Escape uh, playing beautiful holiday music in the background. We had wonderful artisans with things you don't see everywhere else. Like this? Like my necklace. Yeah, <laughs> she actually um, couldn't be there, but she did give us a raffle basket. <laughs> and that is the wonderful Meg Luddy, who is my colleague at the palace. Many know her jewelry is fantastic. Thank you, Heather. <laughs> um, but it was just a wonderful evening, and um, this was a networking event, a way to help members and other artisans uh, get their wares out into the marketplace, because this is one of the ways the arts helps our economy um, by you know, having opportunities for artists to sell, and by just exposing what they do. And I, I don't know about you, but I just love something that's made by, I know the hands that made it. I can see that person rather than something that's mass produced. And uh, so anyway, so that was a lovely evening. Thank you to uh, Becky Butler and Jan Peterson from Arts Escape who helped us work on putting this together and all the wonderful artisans that were there. I We have a jam-packed show this morning. We have a lot going on, a lot at the Palace. Of course, many of you know, I'm sure, I hope you know, um, else I might, my job might be in jeopardy. <laughs> but I hope you, you know, know. <laughs> that Les Miserables, the national tour, has been at the Palace. We open Tuesday evening, and it runs through Sunday. Day, one o'clock. We're going to talk a little bit more about Les Mis with a theater critic in our last segment of the show.
show this morning. Um, but I have to tell you, I and Randy, I know you're going to see it tonight. Yeah, I'm I not. Can't wait. This is no spoiler alert necessary <laughs> because just be ready to receive the amazing, amazing talent that is on that stage in this show. I was just blown away. I mean. Uh, we do a lot of national tours. These are all professionals who, you know, this is their, their work. This is their craft. But I got to tell you, I mean, this, I don't know how, and I just don't know how somebody does this show night after night, and sometimes twice a day. Wednesday, we had our um, matinee. We had almost 2,000 um, high schoolers and uh, senior groups. and Our residents. Uh, oh, it was fabulous. <laughs> but the performers did that show at 1, and then they did it again at 7.30. Oh, my. And it's a three-hour show. So, I mean, the, just the, what it, the, I'll tell you, they're like athletes. I'm better than athletes, actually, <laughs> because um, it's just amazing. So, if you are listening and you haven't seen the show ever, oh, my goodness, don't deny yourself this pleasure. It's so relevant. And we'll talk again about this a little bit later in the show. But don't miss it. Do not miss it. You've got until Sunday. There are tickets available. Get them. Without further ado, I want to now change our tempo a little bit, and I want to introduce in studio um, two lovely, lovely blondes, <laughs> uh, lovely ladies, actually, um, who I have the pleasure of getting to know better. I already knew them, but um, know better um, because uh, the Village at East Farms, which they represent, and I'll be introducing them momentarily, has stepped up to support our wonderful Second Act series. So, Randy Belmere, who is the Senior Director of Community Relations, and Heather Musante Mitchell, who is the Director of Community Relations, or as she said earlier, Junior Director. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, they are here with us in studio this morning to talk, um, of course, about their support of Second Act, but also about that beautiful facility that we have right here in Waterbury, the Village at East Farms, which is a benchmark facility. Um, so it's a it's one of many under this um, flagship or under this brand. Correct. So, so Randy, let's start with you. Sure. Um, first of all, I want to just thank you again for your support of Second oh, Act. It, it, it's our pleasure. It is just such a wonderful, wonderful program, and it so hits home with us. Sure. Because we have residents that are now basically in their second act. Mm -hmm. They've had their careers. Now they're retired. Now they're trying to figure out what their life is going to be like. And many of them are starting new things, whether it's art, um, you know, whether it's even just a card game and volunteering. Um, Absolutely. Yes. And I think that's, I like how you just um, started this conversation because the Village at East Farms is, it's a continuum. And, and, and so a lot of people don't understand that. Can you explain that a little bit? Sure. I, I really think people don't understand. We are an assisted living and a memory care, but we also take care of people that are pretty independent. 
And we take care of people that are on hospice. So we have a wide variety of people in our community. Um, and it's, it really is an extended family. We are so blessed to be there. I mean, not only do we have these wonderful residents that we care for day in and day out, but we get to know their families. And they actually become part of our family. You know, I have friends that I've met. I was actually one, with one last night. Um, I've known her for 14 years. Her mother used to live with us. Oh. And we've be- become best friends. Oh, so it's, that's you nice. Know, yeah, so it's not just about the residents. About, it's about the whole, whole deal. The whole experience. Mm-hmm. And so someone could start out at the village mm-hmm. um, who decides, I have a house. It's too much for me to take mm-hmm. care of. But they're healthy. I mean, mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, cognitively right. and um, they don't need any real um, daily living assistance. Mm -hmm. So talk a little bit about that and how somebody gets into your your facility and, and you know, how they go through. Oh, I'd be happy to, Sherry. Thank All right, you. Heather. Yeah. <laughs> uh, th- essentially, the way it starts is usually with a phone call, uh, either an uh, adult child of a potential resident or the resident themselves call in, um, or perhaps they visited the community for one of the events, because we have you're, so many events that... You are. Uh, you're very welcoming. Uh, oh, yeah, thank you. To the, everybody. So people will say, yes, I was in for a friendship brunch which we're having uh, one next week, or I was in for um, a support group because we have uh, several support groups, one for Parkinson's and one for the caregivers of those with memory loss. Mm -hmm. Uh, So they they know who we are, they call in, and they say, you know, I've been thinking about this. Uh, What's the next step? And so what we do is we bring them uh, back to the community for a tour. We usually provide them a great meal. <laughs> and, and let me just say one thing. I was at an event at one of your sister facilities um, last week, and they provided breakfast. Let me just, <laughs> I was like, I could get used to this. <laughs> I mean, there were there were pans of beautiful, uh, big quiche-like dishes, <laughs> but I mean, I'm, I mean, huge pans for all kinds of you know, flavors and, and beautiful fruit salads and breads and muffins. I'm like, holy make. So I know that firsthand. They, they talk about the Benchmark 15. I've been warned. You oh, know, when you come to work yeah. for Benchmark, yeah. there are, the choices are many, Sherry. So, yeah. so yes, when you're walking by the coffee and there happen to be some fresh chocolate chip cookies or muffins, <laughs> it's awfully hard to keep walking. Uh, I, yes, I'm sure. <laughs> so so we, um, we have a nice time. We have a visit. We talk about their needs and, and what their plans are, um, what challenges they're facing medically, cognitively, or you know they may not be. They, the challenge could be, as you say, they're just tired of dealing with uh, everything from the uh, the. The you know, water care. heater going, or the yeah. you know, having to get the driveway plowed, being mm-hmm. the last one in the the street to get plowed out, right? And, right. and uh, you know, stairs can be a problem. How many people are in these these beautiful homes that have multiple staircases mm-hmm. to get to the front door, to get to the bedroom, to get yes. you know, the groceries up the stairs? So you know, they get tired of that. Absolutely. And, uh, so we're a perfect place. All right. So, and and then if the situation changes and they find a few years down the road that some, you know, 
okay, there's some other challenges going on now. How does that how does that transition right. happen? So Randy. Sherry, we have twenty four hour nursing on site. So if somebody needs any type of help like that, it is available every single day. Oh. Um, and we do most most of our residents that do come in are fighting some kind of a challenge. Okay. Whether to Heather's point, the mobility. Um, One of the biggest things, believe it or not, is macular degeneration. Mm. We're finding so many people with macular degeneration. And think about it. If you have macular degeneration, you have a hard time cooking. You Mm -hmm. can't read. So you have trouble with your medications. Yeah, sure. Even even to the point of walking. It's difficult to walk when you have macular degeneration. Because of the depth perception. Exactly. Exactly. So that that really seems to be one of um, the biggest needs. Interesting. Mm -hmm. And it's changed over the years. Yeah, well, I was going to say, you must be seeing, I I know just in conversation or knowing people, Mm -hmm. I mean, certain illnesses now seem to have risen, you know, you never heard of them before. And now all of a sudden people are being stricken with, you know, pancreatic cancer comes to mind. That's Mm -hmm. a big one that I've never heard about that. Mm -hmm. Um, And um, so anyway, you must see I don't want to call them trends exactly, but I don't know. You're right. you're absolutely right. I mean, I there are certain people that come into our memory care. We have it, our memory care. It's um, we call it mind to memory, and I can tell you certain places that people have worked that they now have dementia. So it, it, it's really quite interesting. Yeah, it's really quite interesting. Yeah, and and you, I guess, are on the forefront of. Um, new initiatives, things mm-hmm. that come up to help people Correct. through their, um, you know, we're, eight, we're, we're actually living longer. I just heard about the new, you must know about this, the Blue Zones. Yes. And I mean, we're, Blue Zones is a, is a uh, study that was done, and, and now there's a book out about it, I guess. The areas in the world where people based on their diets, they've mm-hmm. presumed, um, or that's the hypothesis, they are living to a hundred plus, mm-hmm. and so you know they're saying if you eat these things, that could be true for you too. So, I mean, I you know that that would be lovely, but we also want to live as fully as we can if we're going to be living that long. I know I would right. want that, and, and I will tell you when I'm meeting with families, that's one of the things that we discuss. of the time, people are in their own homes, they're depressed, and they don't even realize that. Think about it. You know, you're not seeing people like you used to. You're used to going to work. You're used to seeing people all the time. Your children, if you're lucky enough to have them, are working during the day. You're part of that sandwich generation. Now they come into our community. They're with people their own age. They can talk about things that and they, they understand what they're talking about. Yeah. It's just so amazing. Yeah, I just you read know? something that loneliness mm-hmm. in the um, you know senior population is one of the leading causes of decline and death. I agree 100%. Yeah. Before, before I started this years ago, I worked in home care, and I would see it all the time. People weren't eating. Yeah, they weren't even showering. Yes. Why, yeah. why am I going to get trust? I'm not going anywhere. Right. And it was right. so sad. Yeah. Now it's they have something to look forward to. Yeah. You know, we have yeah. this guys table. There's about eight different guys that sit there together and have yeah. breakfast together. Oh, that's nice. You know, it's and wonderful. you know what? I'm going to bring this up. It's may not be something you want to talk about, but do romances occur? 
What happens at the village stays at the village. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm just a romantic at heart, so I like to think that there might be some You're Hallmark right. movies yeah. happening. We have had a wedding. Oh, yes, we have I had a wedding. That. I love that. Well, ladies, I, our time flies when we're having a good time right. here, and I appreciate you so much coming in, Heather Musante Mitchell and Randy Belmere thank from you. the Village at East Farms, to talk a little bit about your facility, and again to say thank you both for supporting Second Act. Um, the Second Act series, for those who are listening, you're going to hear from one of our presenters after we take our break, but the Second Act series is um, a series of presentations uh, by people whose first act was only the rehearsal. So stay tuned to meet and hear from our second actor that's coming up this Tuesday evening, uh, December 10th. Stay tuned. Entertaining new possibilities. The Palace Theater, your palace, your place. Shows for the whole family. Waterbury Palace, your palace, your place. And we are back with your palace, your place. And I'm Sherry Marcucci, your host. Happy to be here every first and third Friday morning of each month to bring you information that I hope you find interesting. Uh, information, of course, about the Palace Theater and all the wonderful things going on there, but also about our friends and colleagues and other arts organizations, uh, health and wellness information, lifestyle, pop culture, a little bit of everything we try to mix in to make it interesting and right now I have with me in studio uh, a lady who uh, has I think a story to tell that is of particular interest at this time of year interest any time of year but certainly um, the holiday time can often be a time that's challenging for people who have experienced um, something tragic some loss um, uh, things that ha impact their soul I, I, I think and so I'm welcoming right now Tanya Detrick Dietrich. Dietrich. Okay. Welcome this morning um, to your palace, your place. Tanya is actually our presenter, as I mentioned before the break, uh, Tuesday evening for our second act series. She's our presenter. And your topic is a little bit of a, and I like this word, provocative topic title, uh, change in the blink of an eye. What is that about? What are, you, what are you going to bring to the people who come to hear your talk? And by the way, tickets are available. This is a wonderful chance um, to hear somebody's story in an intimate setting in our Polite Club and have dinner and have a little social interaction with the other people that will be there. And it's very affordable. So we'll talk about that at the end. But Tanya, what is your story about? What is your second act story? And what is change in the blink of an eye without giving everything away? Sure, <laughs> of course. First of all, thanks so much for inviting me. And I um, was a guest at the um, second act in last season, and I was so impressed that that's what inspired me to um, apply to be Thank a speaker. Thank you. Thank you for coming. It was um, enthralling and so interesting. So um, thanks for having me. And with regard to your question about the title change in the blink of an eye, it all stems from the fact that we all know and we all probably have experienced some event in our life that 
came along unexpectedly Mm -hmm. and in one moment our life changes drastically yeah sometimes it's Good. It doesn't have to be trauma, right? Absolutely. You could win the lottery and uh, life would not be the Or same. the birth of your children. I exactly. think of that as, you know, a blink of an eye moment that changes us. Yeah. And and most people, when I say the title, think of trauma, and that's true. There are things that ha- happen unexpectedly mm-hmm. that, that change us. And so what it does for us is it shifts our perspective. You hear a lot of people who have experienced loss um, say, you know, make sure you tell your sister you love her because you yes. never know. Yes. And there's the, those sort of things. But it's much, much more than that. At least it was for me. My life has changed several times in the blink of an eye. And and it was what I learned. And what I learned was similar to what you hear people say. You have a different perspective on life. And overall, the what I want to share with people is just to say that life can change that way, but you don't need to experience trauma to use the tools that you gain from those experiences. And they can be pretty positive and magical. So it's about gaining a different perspective. So, so, uh, and you talk, you, you, may, you use the term post-traumatic growth, and I'll let you explain what you mean by that. But I, I can hear people in the audience saying, well, that's all well and good. Change your perspective. But how do I do that when I'm, when I'm in the midst of sorrow, when I'm in the midst of something horrific that I'm, I have no power to change those circumstances? Well, first of all, realize that the underlying cause of all stress is loss of control. Bingo. So, most of the time, we really, when you think about it, the only thing you can control is yourself. You mm-hmm. really can't control what's going on around you. You mm-hmm. can only can control how you react. And that's what I talk about. And um, it's not as difficult as sometimes you make it out to be. But it really is about checking in with yourself. And it's really about feelings and about learning how to respond rather than react and what that does for your health and well-being and how it becomes a tool that you can use. Um, One great example I give is driving. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yes. (laughs) Which we all do and we all suffer from in some some way. But if if we're safe, it shouldn't endanger our health. Our anger shouldn't endanger Mm -hmm. our health, right? Mm Mm-hmm. You can't control the other driver, but there are certain things that you can do in the moment. Um, We all know how to meditate and eat well and all those things, but you can't meditate in traffic. So you need to have some tools in your pocket, and that's what I want to give people is what I learned. So the post-traumatic growth thing is is most people don't know that term. They know post-traumatic stress. Yes. And post-traumatic growth, quite simply, is when you not only take the lemons and make lemonade, you make lemoncello. (laughs) Oh, that is great. You can give yourself a little high based on what, you know, what you've, what you're able to do with that. I love, oh, that's good. That should be on Facebook as a meme. (laughs) Yeah. You got to put that out there, Tanya. That, that belongs to you. I love that. So now you're, you're an author. Yes, I am. Okay. So what, 
talk about a little bit about that. Okay. So the my second act actually began um, with the birth of my granddaughter, which always chokes me up. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell more about that story. But my experience with some health challenges that she had, and it's my daughter's daughter, so especially my, yes. you know, close to me. Yes. Um, actually was the springboard into the second act of I had always, I was a copywriter. And you know what that means. Yes. It's writing for other people. Yes. And writing, um, advertising copy and things like that, marketing copy. Um, and when I had this experience that I'll talk about on Tuesday night, that's what started my second act, where I knew something changed in my life, and I didn't know what. And so I sat down to write about it, and I wrote a memoir called Waking Up with Nora because it's a play on words that this experience actually woke me up to this whole power of perspective thing. Wow. And um, and that was new to you. I mean... Um, in terms of your thought process and how you how you approach life, very new and profoundly new, and it literally happened to me in the blink of an eye. That's uh. it happened at that at, at one particular moment that shifted everything and changed my life, and and that's what I want to share with people is where that took me, and it's been. Um, about eight years or seven or eight years since I wrote the book and really took that and made it my own and it, how it changed my life and then how it served me um, even this past New Year's Eve I lost the love of my life very oh. suddenly and oh. um, and that's what inspired me to be oh my god I didn't know it was New Year's Eve so even it was New Year's Eve yes even more so so, so this now is just very my, fresh yes this will be my first yeah. New Year's Eve um, so not but right on New Year's Eve it's just crazy wow so you know what you speak of so if you're listening to Tanya um, Dietrich talk right now and you say oh my god I've been through that this is my first Thanksgiving without someone this is my first Mm -hmm. Christmas Um, and Tanya come and hear what Tanya has to say because you're not you're not hearing her talk right now by accident I'm really a believer in God winks there's no coincidences I do too we People come into our lives for uh, a purpose, and we come into others' lives for a purpose. And um, I, I really encourage anyone who is going through something right now um, to come Tuesday night. And I'm getting choked up thinking about this because I always think it's an honor to be a part of something just the process of something good or something valuable happening to someone else. And I think you are a tool for somebody that's hearing this right now. You know, you brought up the idea of purpose and that is very true is, is if you are someone, at least this is my, my belief, my opinion where I live now is that if you have a loved one that you're, You've lost. And you know what? Grief isn't just about death. There are many, many events in our lives, even just many thoughts. Sure. You can you can have grief over the fact that you don't have enough money to buy all the presents that you think you should buy. Absolutely. So but all of those things 
do serve some bigger purpose if you look for it. Yes. And and it inspires yes. you to bring something else to the table Absolutely. that money can't buy. Right? Absolutely. I I couldn't agree with you more, Tanya. I wish I could talk to you more this morning, um, but. I think it's good that we need to stop now and, and tell people that if you if this is touching you in some way and you want to learn more, you, you want to experience post-traumatic growth, that you need to come Tuesday evening to hear Tanya Dietrich's second act story at the Palace Theater in Waterbury. It's um, it, It'll be your gift to yourself this holiday season. I, I really believe that. Or bring someone, if you know someone, who this message might be purposeful for and important for them to hear. Bring them along with you. Um, it's very affordable. Um, you get dinner by the wonderful Ralph Cantito, who is an amazing chef. And you get to to hear some from someone who is not just going to be pontificating. Sometimes you hear, you know, somebody giving a message and and but they don't they haven't really lived it. And, and Tanya has, and um, she—I can tell she's a very sincere person. Go, you want to? Say I something? didn't ask you this ahead of time, but could I offer maybe two free tickets and my book if the oh. first two people who email you or me? How would we do that? Yeah, we can certainly do that. How about if the the first two people, if you're listening, if you call the Palace Box Office, which opens at ten o'clock, two o three. Three four six, two thousand. So the first two people get um, a pair of tickets and, and your book. My book. All no right. More. How's that? So listen, and um, if you're you know interested, uh, call in at ten o'clock and tell them you heard Tanya and Sherry talking on WATR this morning, and I will let our box office know. Um, so if you're not able to be among those first two callers, you can still get tickets if you're an AARP member or an OLLI member, Osier Lifelong Learning member. The tickets are $20, and if you're not, they're $25. Um, still affordable, certainly, and again, you get a meal and um, some wonderful inspirational um, words from Tanya and um, I meet some other great people because I did when I was a guest you yeah. sit with people that you otherwise yes. wouldn't have met that's right Lovely. that's right I love that so thank you Tanya I can't wait to um, hear your your full message on Tuesday evening and we are going to be back talking to Lauren Yarger who's been a guest before and she's going to be talking to us about um, Les Miserables, which she came and reviewed Tuesday evening. She's a theater critic, a writer, um, a producer. So stay tuned. You won't want to miss what Lauren has to say about our current uh, tour at the Palace Theater, Les Miserables. So stay tuned. So that a banner may advance. 
And if you're just tuning in, yes, you are hearing a number from Les Miserables, which is playing right now at the Palace Theater in Waterbury, Connecticut. I'm Sherry Marcucci, your host of Your Palace, Your Place. And boy, what a week it has been. And it's my pleasure to have joining us this morning on uh, on the phone, um, Lauren Yarger. Up, La- oh, I have our our mic up too too high there. Okay, all right, Lauren. Welcome this morning. Hi, Sherry. Hi. I I feel like I just saw you, which I did Tuesday night. I know. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, twice in one week. I know. I know. And um, Lauren, for those of you who are listening, Lauren has been with us before. Her her um, resume reads like this: uh, a member of the Outer Critics Circle, League of Professional Theater Women co-founder, Connecticut chapter, Dramatist Guild of America, Drama League, um, Reflections in the Light, New York Theater Critic, Connecticut Arts Connection, Broadway World Contributor, Publishers Weekly, <laughs> it goes on and on. <laughs> Lauren, you're an, and Broadway producer, um, you know, theater producer, and playwright. I didn't mention playwright. So you, you are certainly a theater lover. Right. Theater is the bottom line there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, so I had asked if um, you would be willing to come and, you know, review the show. And um, you always, you know, are, are willing to to come and share with uh, your readers and, and blog people you blog um, to or who are, you know, um, you're, you're, I don't know why I'm squeaking, Johnny. I'm squeaking. But anyway, um, so Lauren, what did you think of this production? Well, you know, Sherry, it's Les Mis. <laughs> I mean, how can you not like it? It's, it's such a great show. And I was laughing because I, I met another critic there uh, the night that I saw it. And she asked, well, how many times have you seen this? And I said, gee, I, I don't okay. know. How, I'm how back I in business, do. Lauren. What's that? I think I'm back in business. Yes, I am. Okay. Sorry, Lauren. We had a little technical glitch there. Okay. All right. But um, we were saying, you know, how many times have you seen the show? And I I, I honestly don't know. I've seen Les Mis many, many, many times. But it's it's one of those enduring shows. You know, it doesn't matter how many times you've seen it uh, or if you've never seen it before. Right. It's fabulous. You know, the, the score is just, I mean, there are some of my very favorite songs from theater of all time in that show. You know, there's three or four of them right right there on the stage at once. It's just, it's just an amazing piece of theater. It really is. And I was thinking that the friend who came with me to the show on Tuesday at the Palace had never seen Les Mis before. Wow. And I think that that's about the sixth person that I've brought with me when I've gone to see Les Mis who's never who have never seen that show before and so it's it's great whether you've seen it before you know a hundred times like I have (laughs) or if you've never seen it before this is it's an excellent piece to go see because it's just like musical theater at its best yes and since they've revised it, this is the 25th anniversary edition of the mm-hmm. show. Mm-hmm. Um, they kind of revamped it um, after so many uh, 25 years. On you know, ha- having been a, a thing of, of musical theater, they they rescaled it. They kind of made it a little uh, smaller, a little bit um, tight in scope. I think when it first was uh, on Broadway, it was in that era of the huge big musical. Yes, yes. And, uh, 
I don't, I, I don't quote me. It might have been the first rotating stage that was used. It's the first one that I used or that I remember where it was used on stage. So it was, it was this big colossal experience, which was great, you know. Yes. But it's not as practical for when you're trying to take it on the road. Right. (laughs) But the 25th, they they actually, they they changed some, a little bit of the setting of it, and they're using the uh, sets that are inspired by the paintings of Victor Hugo himself. Yes, yes. And it just gives it a a more um, kind of a gritty feel, you know? Yes. A big polished musical feel. It's it's like, wow, you're really kind of there on the streets. Yes, uh, you're you're absolutely right. There's that sense of um, that raw feeling, that in-the-moment feeling um, that you get from it. Yeah. I, I think because of those changes, and I know because technology certainly that is available today wasn't available when the yeah. show was first created. I mean, some of the, and I'm not going to give anything away, but some of um, you know the moments in the show that are classic that are, you know, how are they going to do this? And it, it blew me away. But what blew me away, I mean, you have to be a talent. To, to do this show, no question. But the talent on this tour is just off the charts. That's all I keep. I've been saying all week. I just can't get over. I just can't get over it. Yeah, it's you know, and it's funny because again, because this is a classic, and I've seen it so many times, and it's a favorite. Yes. And you know, it's one of one of the CDs I play in my car like a lot. So I've sung with this show for you know 30 years you know? <laughs> I, I know it so when i when i go to see it i'm always like quickly trying to assess because i want to hear I'm, i want to hear on my own done really well i want to hear i dreamed a dream done really well i want to yes. hear bring him home done really well you know I, yes. I, it's, it's going to really disturb me if it's not so you kind of quickly i try to quickly assess you know right away like is this going to happen and i was like oh yeah this is okay everything's going to be fine <laughs> <laughs> And it, and it was. I mean, it's just such a pleasure to hear those songs. Uh, oh, they're just, it's, you know, it's a show that has everything in it. It's got, you know, um, you know, injustice. It's got anger. It's got yes. uh, obsession. It has mercy. It has yes. love. It has hope. It has, it's, it's this roller coaster of emotion and all, all done through the song. There, there really is no spoken dialogue in the right. show for, for any of your listeners who haven't seen it. Um, so it's a little bit different. It's not like, you know, we're going to have some dialogue, stop and sing a song. It's the whole, the whole of Victor Hugo's story is, you know, in those, you know, that huge volume, if you've ever actually read it, um, it, you know, it comes to life on stage through the song. Right. And, and, and that's an amazing thing in itself yeah. to know that. Well, it's, it's basically opera. I, I, I mean, it's a Broadway musical, but it, it's the form is what opera is. It's, um, but it, that to me is so amazing that somebody's voice could <laughs> could work night after night, performance after performance, sometimes doubles um, when there's matinees, which we've had and will have this weekend. That's just, you know, yeah. you it's have to be at the top of your craft. It's a demanding uh, vocal show, that's that's for sure. And I, I was laughing because I was reminded that when this first came out, you know, back in the day when people went to auditions the song everybody would sing to show that they had the chops you know to mm-hmm. do a number was 
I dreamed a dream. And I remember having auditions for a show once, and every single soprano came in and sang, <laughs> I dreamed a dream. We, we, we didn't need to hear that song again for a long time. And now, it, it like, well, I, maybe not right now, but recently I would say that was more like songs from Wicket to show that you could belt. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, so it's kind of like a standard for, like, the songs in this are, are, are standards for showing that you have the ability to sing a wide range and a belting range and, and that kind of thing. Yeah, and that's so true. And one of the things I commented on about um, uh, Nick Cartel, who plays Jean Valjean, and poignant um, s- story here is that he, Madame Tanadier, um, Alison Gwynn, who we had on the show two weeks ago, and <clears throat> and and uh, the the man who plays uh, uh, Javert, the three of them, this is their last week. They've been in with the tour two and a half years. Yeah. And um, this is, you know, Sunday's one o'clock performance will be their last performance with this this um, cast. And uh, I'm sure as the weekend unfolds and they, they're, you know, each performance is getting closer to the end, you will see just some amazing emotion and because the whole cast I mean they work together as a unit as a family and to know that three are your family members this is you know these are the last performances that's going to be amazing I just you know they'll uh, not that they don't bring it already but it'll bring bringing it and a half and one of the things that for me I noted with Jean Valjean Nick's performance his um, vocal range with in some of the song and the control he goes from these you know Big sounds to very controlled and soft and and I'm like, holy mackerel! This is coming out of one person. Yeah, you yeah. know. I find it. I've always found it really interesting. There, there are a few uh, Jean Valjeans over the course of this that have played it for a long time, mm-hmm. and it's it's always interesting to me to see you know how they each put their own mark on the role. Yes, you know, I mean, obviously it's the role. It's the same role. It's a story that's been told for hundreds of years now. You know that that type of thing, but. It, it's just amazing to me, even just, in, again, when you know the show really well. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Know, it's easy to, to, to see, you know, the little differences that, you know, just even on, even on one word and how it's sung in a yes, song. Yes, yes. Gives it a whole different perspective sometimes. It's yeah. just it's very interesting to see how these actors can take the work and make it their own. So, Lauren... You would encourage people to come and see this performance, this oh, engagement. Definitely, yeah. definitely. Like I said, if you're a fan, it's you know it's always yes. uh, you know fun to hear it. And if you haven't seen the 25th anniversary uh, revision with these wonderful sets and and and, and special effects, um, that, that's worth it right there, just on its own. But certainly, anytime you can see the show, it's it's wonderful. And if you've never seen it, um, and you know you've or I actually had one friend who came with me who'd never seen a, a musical ever. Wow. It was his first experience seeing a, a, a staged musical. So, if you're, you know, if you're not sure about it, or you think, "Oh my gosh, Les Mis, that's you know a classic novel," I'm, you know, I'm not sure, and it's a very big novel. I'm not sure I'm going to like it. This, this is a great show. To it is, and it, and it couldn't be more relevant for the times we're living in. 
it, which is always interesting when you you're talking about some you know a time period in Europe that was over a hundred years ago, um, uh, and 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 it's relevant. It's 150 years ago we're talking about, and yeah. and it and yet the themes and what's happening is happening today in the world. So it, it's just it's an amazing piece of theater. The songs are classic, and if you have never seen it, please, please, please don't let this opportunity go by um, and bring those you love. Lauren, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. I, I'm sorry that our time goes so quickly, and um, but um, I'm sure that you'll be back again with us at some point soon before our season is over here, and I, I just want to thank you for not only coming to see Les Mis, but spending a few minutes with us this morning. Thank you oh, very much. It's my pleasure, and you've had a great season. I, I am so excited about the season at the Palace this year. Every single show on your season is a favorite, so thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome, and I, I'll see you again soon, I know, so thank you. And. This is, um, we're coming into the two, two and a half minute stretch, I hear, I think, uh, with our show this morning. I do want to let you know something else exciting. Uh, in two minutes, when the box office opens, we will have um, going on sale. I just want you to know, Monday, going on sale is uh, Deep. Deepak Chopra, who, if, for anybody who is into wellness or holistic or uh, new age, he is he is one of the. I hate to use this word, guru, but he is. Um, and he is going to be coming to the Palace Theater in Waterbury, February 20th. Tickets go on sale Monday, December 9th. Some of you may have gotten the pre-sale information, and you can purchase those uh, today if uh, you're in our database and you've gotten that opportunity. But um, for those who aren't and you might be interested, December 9th, 10 a.m., tickets go on sale Deep Pak Chopra coming to the Palace Theater in Waterbury, February 20th. And that is really all we have time for this morning. Uh, again, Lame is tickets, still some available. The show plays through Sunday's matinee performance. If you're interested, Palace Theater CT.org. Or 203-346-2000 is our box office. Or come down and visit us in person at 100 East Main Street in Waterbury. And I would encourage you to check out our website. If you're doing gift giving, shopping, you're looking for some special ideas, whether it's a show ticket, some of our uh, restaurant partners, we sell their gift cards. Uh, Diorio, San Marino, uh, Nino's, Vasi, and La Tava. We've got them all. So um, that's all we have time for this morning. Your palace, your place. I'm your host, Sherry Marcucci. You've been listening to 1320 WATR. Stay tuned for your local news coming up next. And Steve Knoxon with Talk of the Town. I'll be back again in two weeks. Until then, take care. Entertaining new possibilities. The Palace Theater, your palace, your place.